right, everybody, welcome back to the Buckbusters podcast, where we talk anything and everything hockey. Tonight, uh, Kasperi Kapanen scored his 100th point on a Chris Tang goal against Isles in the second period, so uh, good job, Cappy. Hell yeah. Very well done. Uh, another news, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues is close to return on the St. Louis' uh, road trip this weekend. Dude, that's going to be big. If he gets, If he gets on that road trip, that's going to be... I, a, a huge boost to that, that core of, of St. Louis. So. It's, it's going to be tough to see. Is he going to be as good as he was last year, getting right back into the swing of things off the bat, or is it going to take him a couple games to I, I know, think get, it's gonna get, take, used, get used to his teammates again? You know, I think I personally think it's going to take him a little bit just to that for that readjustment to I agree. everything just from even just the high intensity of the game. Because a lot of times, especially like when you have practice, the practices aren't as intense as games or even scrimmages aren't as intense as your comp as your games or your competitive side of the other thing so you know you might get you know railed once or twice when you play a scrimmage and then you go play out in the game and you're like holy shit yeah <laughs> it's fair yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah contending st louis hasn't played since middle of last may so it's it's almost a year now since tarasenko seen the ice in a game time situation i so. think yeah, I think it's going to be kind of rough for him at first, but uh, Vlad Tarasenko's tough as nails, though. He is. You know, he's. I would personally go as far as saying this, but that's also because he's another one of them players I have kind of a soft spot for. Uh, as I go saying, he's probably one of the toughest to come back, like to really come back after like a big injury or stuff mm-hmm. like that, like in his career. Oh yeah. Anytime he has gone out on injury, within probably I give it three games, and he'll be cruising, goal to goal, no problem. Oh yeah, oh yeah. may start off rusty, but he'll be back in the swing of it. Uh, another news coming out today, uh, earlier today: uh, Linus Olmark uh, of the Buffalo Sabers will be at least one month with a lower body injury after leaving halfway through the first period against the Devils. Uh, we'll be like I said, we'll be out a month. So definitely big, big hit for that that very weak Buffalo team. And he's probably been the main reason they've been getting a couple wins here and there. He's their number one goalie as of right now, and he's gonna be out, and it's gonna be tough on them not having a strong goalie to stop their terrible defense. <laughs> yeah. Because he, since Robert Leonard left, he's been their start, or at least their It's game. been back and forth between him and Carter Hutton, um, but just because I think they had another goal, in, another goal in, injury, and Allmark has taken over the starting position since that, but now that he's injured, it's probably going to go back to Carter Hutton, I would assume. Um, I assume he's all healthy and game Don't ready. ask me who the backup is, because I have nobody at this point then, <laughs> but... <laughs> Alright, and then uh, the other night, uh, not the other night, earlier today, uh, in a game between Calgary and Ottawa... Both Kachuk brothers actually scored at least one goal in their uh, for their respective teams. It's pretty cool seeing both teams with um, both sides of the family facing each other and getting a goal in the same night. Oh yeah, it's it hasn't happened in quite a long time. It makes me also kind of wonder though, out like outside the ice, I wonder what the sibling rivalry is like. Mm. Like that, it's just one of them things. It's really random, but it kind of plagues the back of my head a little bit, so bro. Do, do they definitely? Do they play video game? Do they play NHL together? Do they? I wonder. Play do you play scrimmage games together? Like, what I could do? see them at Christmas time, like dropping the mitts to see who plays Santa at Christmas. <laughs> 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 dropping gloves, grabbing just grabbing sweaters, and just 
duking it in the living room. All right, speaking of Kachuk Brothers, so the question I had for earlier for you guys, uh, if you had to build a franchise off of one of the Kachuk Brothers, who would it be and why? Ooh. Would it be Brady or Matthew? Ooh, that's tough. That's a good one. That's a good question. I'm going to say Brady. I think I think Brady for the simple fact of the time that he's had in the league and the career because he's I think he's they're both still pretty young aren't they? They're both pretty young. Yeah, yeah. mid twenties. You know, you know. He's come a long way since he first got drafted, and you know if I were to start a franchise and build a franchise around one of the Kachuk brothers, it'd be Brady. But and that's also coming from the fact that ooh excuse me. Um, I don't know enough about Matthew, but that's because if you notice, nobody really talks about Matthew Kachuk. Anytime Kachuk comes up in a game, nine times out of ten, it's Brady. Uh, Brady's just the more well-known of the brothers. And especially with this rivalry between him and Zach Cassian of of the Oilers. I mean, those those two names are the... You know, put aside, you know, the stars of, you know... I think John Brady Coffey. Kachuk is how I learned about Zach Cassian. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Or Matthew like, Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk has the rivalry with... Oh, Matthew, I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of... But no, I, I have to counter Ethan and say Matthew, because I think Matthew definitely has more more leadership-focused, the team-focused play. He's, a, he's better two ways versus Brady, whereas, you know, Brady's only focused on the I mean, ozone. And Matthew also has more of the goonish tendencies, though. Which could be good. I mean, do you really want to base your franchise around somebody that is going to drop the gloves every chance he gets? Well, I don't. I want to say every chance he gets, but I mean, it's definitely when he's playing the Oilers. Every chance he gets, that dude is dropping the minutes. Okay, one team out of the league, all right. But no, he definitely brings that energy that you know. Hey, you you got you got to win whatever way you you can in order to, you know, make your team better. Yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm gonna have to side with Ethan and say Brady. Um, just because, I mean, he's, he, the amount of skill and the amount of leadership, I guess you could say, he has put up with such a terrible Ottawa team. Get over it, Ottawa, you're used to it. But he, with how bad of a team Ottawa is and has been since their cup run back in 2017, you know, he's, no. he's, he's amazing. Like, he's such Not, a bad team and he still produces game after game. And he has one of the most well-known now. Um, that oh, shot. Know. Oh, like heavier shots. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kid the monster. I'm actually going to go with Colin on this one. Matthew, I'm going to go with Matthew the Chuck. Um, get, like, young. I mean, they're b- both young, but um, just, um, yeah. Bobo's <laughs> 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 so, got the deciding vote. Who are you going with? Matthew Brady. Oh, jeez. I think I'm gonna go Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go yeah. Matthew. Just because being that I think being I think if I remember correctly, I think he is a little bit younger than Brady. I and so. I think he just being of that little bit younger might give him that advantage, especially later in their career when the older one decides to retire and the younger one says, Okay, I still got two or three more years left and he can, you know, he can build himself up to get himself well known instead mm-hmm. of being overshadowed by his older brother. Uh, Brady Kachuk, 21 years of age, born wow. September 16th, 99. And so Matthew's older. 
and Matthew, I am still looking it up. Yeah. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. But, uh, yeah, so Ma Matthew's the younger of the two brothers. Matthew is younger? Or Brady's Brady's uh, younger. Brady's okay. younger. Yeah, uh, I, I, always thought Matt, wow. I always thought Matthew was younger. Okay. But still, two young players, so. Yeah. All right, I'm Ethan, and I'm here with your Buckbuster Injury Report. We got some big, big moves coming out, whether it be players coming back or being, unfortunately, out indefinitely. Um, one of the big moves we have coming back is uh, Eric Carlson. My boy Eric Carlson should be coming back off of injury. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> he'll be, uh, he should be returning to action soon. Now... One of the bigger moves uh, out of Carolina, uh, Tuvo Teravainen is out indefinitely due to a concussion. Uh, moving over to Chicago, one of our former Erie boys, Dylan Strom, is out day-to-day -day with a concussion as well. Uh, let's see. Alex Nylander is still out indefinitely. Kirby Datch, uh, Jonathan Taves. Uh, Zach Smith uh, and Brent Seabrook are all out indefinitely for Chicago. So they got a really, really, really rough break this year. <laughs> uh, all right, we, moving over to Colorado. Kale McCarr is out in day-to-day -day status with upper body. Um, same with uh, Matt Calvert is out. Uh, coming over to Columbus. Elvis Merzlikens is in week-to-week -week status with upper body injury. Uh, and David Savard is out in day-to-day -day status for a sickness. Um, moving down to Dallas, uh, Tyler Sagan and Stephen Johns have now been moved to indefinite status. Tyler Sagan because of a hip injury and Stephen Johns because of a head injury. And obviously Ben Bishop, as I said last episode, had his knee surgery, so we should be expecting to see him back between the pipes in late April. Uh, moving over to Detroit. Oh, Captain, my captain, Dylan Larkin is in day-to-day -day status right now for an upper body injury. Um... Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is still in indefinite status, unfortunately, because of upper body. Um, moving over to Edmonton, Zach Cassian is still in week-to-week -week status because of upper body. Uh, let's see who else we got. Oh, LA Kings, Martin Furk, former Red Wing, is still in week-to-week -week status because of lower body. Uh, we finally have the first injury of the season for Montreal. Uh, Josh Anderson, one of their right wings, is out on day-to-day -day status for lower body. Uh, let's see, we got, um, New York Islanders. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck is in day-to-day -day for an undisclosed injury, so I don't know if it will be necessarily too terrible, but... All, of, all my sources say it's undisclosed. Uh, moving over to the Blue Coast, the Rangers. Uh, Artemi Panarin is sidelined for personal 
personal uh, quarrels, if you will. And then let's see who we got. Over at the Philadelphia Flyers, Travis Conacy, Konecki, uh, is out on day-to-day -day status for COVID-19 protocol, which has been pretty much the <laughs> the standard for this season. Um, let's see. Moving up to Toronto, uh, Austin Matthews is out in day-to-day -day status due to a hand injury and Wayne Simmons is still out on wrist moving down to Washington uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is in day-to-day -day status for upper body injury and great news coming out of Winnipeg Pierre-Luc Dubois is back out on the ice for uh, Winnipeg. So, obviously his injury didn't last too long. <laughs> Either that or he recovered really quick. So, but anyway, I've been Ethan, and this has been your puck, Buckbuster Injury Report. All right, it's, it's time to move on to week two of favorite players from certain divisions. Starting with the Central, Fogel. Take it, dude. I have Bob, for, I have Bob Roski from the Panthers. I think just as the goaltender, he's just on fire. And he's who's keeping the Panthers in their number one spot. Yeah, they are. Yeah. He is. I have him as my honorable mention, but I won't skip Jeffy. Sorry, go ahead, Jeffy. Um, I have, um, for the Panthers, I have Patrick Hornquist. Um, he, I think, was, I mean, as much as we didn't, were surprised he was leaving Pittsburgh, but I think um, he's been a good fit so far down in Florida, like, so one, far, he's doing well down there. One of their leading scorers, actually, yep. down. Mm -hmm. I said I had Bobrovsky as one of my honorable mentions, but I went Alexander Barkov for my favorite player. Ooh. I was debating on picking him. See, I have Bob as also as an honorable mention, but I have Aaron Ekblad. Okay, yeah, I can see that. See, I... <laughs> I had Gudis. <Radko> <laughs> yeah, I picked... I had to pick Gudis because he's just... Well, first off, I like his name. His name is funny, but <laughs> but no, he's always had a pretty. I feel like he's had a pretty solid career as far as you know being a defenseman and being as tough as he is. Like he's taken some real big hits, and he's he can bounce. get up and yeah. He I would say he's probably the quickest to bounce back as far as you know taking big hits during a game and just being able to get up and get right back into it. Uh, Boba, why don't you start off with the other Florida team? Uh, Tampa. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I had a brain for I'm sorry. Uh, I, for my honorable mention, I had Vasilevsky. Kind of like Bob Rosky. He's just great between the pipes. But I had Stamkos for my number one. Steve Stamkos. I had um, Nikita Kucherov. Kuch. Kuchi Kuchi <laughs> So, uh, my honorable mention was Steven Stamkos. My favorite might come as a shocker, Tyler Johnson. Ooh. He's he's young, he's quick, and he's he does every time he gets the puck he does great things with it. Um, you know, just being alongside, you know, on the you know, playing with Kucherov, Stamkos, you know, he's he's done well for his short career that he's had so far. And then my honorable mention I meant to say is I had Brandon Point as well. Brandon Ooh, Point, okay. Brandon yeah. Point, yeah. yeah. 
I'm actually with Bobo on this one. Uh, Stevie Stamkos as my number one number one guy for Tampa. So, uh, and obviously my choices, I had to pick my boy Vassy. I had to pick Vasilevsky. You know, he is a real top tier goaltender. Um, really, really, I would say a force to be reckoned with on the ice. Oh, for, without a doubt. I mean, and he's, plus, he's also doing really good for me in fantasy, so I have a little <laughs> bit of I have a little bit of a bias. But I mean, he's been showing it that he's been. But the, the dude is just a brick wall. Like he's yeah. an absolute brick wall goaltender, and mm-hmm. it's really amazing to just watch him do his thing. Because I know we were talking about this last week with. Excuse me. The fluidity of some gold goaltenders, and I would say he's up there with being super strong, super quick, but being fluid in every movement that he does. And so, with, with being a young guy as he is, and kind of being thrown into the situation with you know Ben Bishop's, Bishop's injury, what was it, the 2016 Conference Finals against yeah. Pittsburgh? He was kind of thrown in against a top tier team like Pittsburgh. And he was able to force a seventh game in that series. Yeah, he, he ultimately stole game one from Pittsburgh for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, that not, not stole three games in that series nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, uh, Bobo, why don't you want to tell us about the Windy City? I have Johnny Tays in the Windy City. I've just always liked Johnny Tays on the ice. I always have. And then I have Alex DeBrickett. Durbin Cat. Durbin Durbin Cat. I got myself to bring it as an honorable mention, but I'm with Bobo on Jonathan Tays. Team captain for a reason. Mm. I mean, he's just... You're, I mean, Chicago's still doing well this season without him, but you can definitely tell that there's you're something sure. missing. I mean, and that's obviously Jonathan Tays. Surprisingly, they're actually still up there. Yeah, not number three in the division, and that's without, you know, some of the star players, you know. They, they don't have a very good goaltender net. Not not taking anything away from Subban, but I mean, they don't have Johnny Taze. They don't have their first round pick in Kirby Doc. They don't even have Corey Crawford. No, and, yeah, it's it's you know, they, they've been doing well, and you know to have somebody like Johnny Taze back in the lineup will one will do one hell of a lot more. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. See, I said uh, I said Brent Seabrook. Uh, you know, again another real top tier defenseman. I think I I don't I shouldn't say that I. Obviously, really appreciate offensive players and, you know, forward, centers, wings, whatever you want to call them. But I think the real core to a good team is having a solid defense. Mm-hmm. And to me, I th- see Brent Seabrook as a absolute top-tier defenseman. I wouldn't argue you. He's, he's good. Once, once you get him healthy, I mean, obviously you could have that good one-two punch with him and Duncan Keith. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the man with... Uh, I mean, Brent Seabook and Duncan Keith combined have about four teeth, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of when Carolina... Uh, uh, Sebastian Ajo was my honorable mention, but I'm going to go with Jordan Stahl. I'm going to go with Jordan Stahl on this one. Okay. Right. Je- Pretty solid pick. I said I also had Jordan Stahl um, as a pick. Honestly, didn't even think of him. Surprisingly, Carolina uh, popped into my head. I went with uh, Andre Svechnikov. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Was... Uh, just another one of those. I love that name. That name just kind of just rolls off the tongue. And I love it. It's, and he's, he's a good player, he's too. He's an amazing player. He's well. an amazing player. I have a uh, man between the pipes, uh, Peter Mrazek. 
Peter. Okay. Peter. He, he has definitely been doing better with uh, the Canes than he ever did for the Red Wings. Well, okay. So, him playing for the Canes now is like when he first started playing with the Red Wings. Because back in his early career with the Wings, he was a great goaltender. He was a phenomenal goaltender. But, unfortunately, like we've said, they just didn't have a good team around him. Um, they kind of uh, fell They off. lacked that defense. Well, they lacked the defensive core. After players got traded and moved around, like Gustav Nyquist, uh, let's see, who else? We're losing guys like Mike Green, uh, Nick Cronwall. You know, those were key players to that defensive core of the Red Wings. And after they lost them, he fell off really quickly. So I was actually really happy to see that he got another chance with another team because he really had the potential to be a phenomenal, he has the potential to be a phenomenal goaltender. He's, he's still doing good. I mean, he's leading them to the fourth end of the division, currently holding a playoff spot. But, you know. Yeah. See, I picked, uh, for the Canes, I picked uh, another former Erie boy, uh, Warren Fogle. I forgot uh, about Warren Yeah, Fogle. I I had to give Warren some love for the simple fact of I remember how he was when he played for Erie, and he was just bad to the bone, not afraid to drop the mitts if he needed to. He was that real enforcer. MVP, too, of the 2017 championship mm-hmm. run for the Olympics. And he was always a great puck handler, too. So... All right, uh, why don't we go with uh, Columbus? I'm going to go a newcomer, Patrick Laine. He's just, to me, he just fits really well with that Columbus group. With that whole Columbus team, I think that was just a perfect trade. I actually also went with Bobo. I went with Patrick Laine. I've always liked him as a Winnipeg Jet. Like, he was solid with on the on top forward with the Jets. Now that he's with Columbus, I think he's going to be show. He'll show it, mm-hmm. like what he he can do with that team. I, I also went with Patrick Laine, but I got to give love to my honorable mention, Zach Wierenski. Personally, I think one of my favorite defensemen in the league. He always has been. Yeah, I mean, he was solid. But even when Columbus was a struggling team, he was still putting up great numbers as a defenseman. I actually went the opposite direction of you. Bottom six forward, uh, Max Domi. Ooh. Okay. okay. Came into Columbus in the offseason, added some grits to the bottom six, and uh, definitely, definitely doing that for a yeah. not not grit team or backbuster team. Yeah, I had to uh, give some love, but it was one of the guys I just mentioned, uh, Gustav Nyquist. You know, and it goes back to what I was just saying with he was a really, really strong defenseman when he was with Detroit and. He's been proving to be a fairly strong defenseman with uh, Columbus. So he's one of them players I've admired for a long time. And nothing but respect for that dude. All right. right, uh, Smashville, Music City. I went with the man between the pipes, Pekka Rene. Pekka. Pekka. I, he's just like the other goalies we mentioned. He's one of those. He's just one of those goalies. One of the best goalies I've seen. Just constantly, you know, he sees the puck and he's immediately there. It, the dude's incredible. got. I yeah, I have to agree with Bobo. He's got lightning freaking reflexes. He's definitely fallen off from what he was in that 2017 Cup run. But I mean, he's he's still dude, got a lot of. I'm telling you that 2017 Cup that run, watching insane. him. 
watching him was un freaking believable. I just, he, he was the main reason that series went to six games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he didn't he? Too. Didn't he have like fifty something saves in one game mm-hmm. or something I like that? So. I think it was I like fifty three or fifty four saves in one game. Yeah. Out of like, I think he only let one or two through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I think that's what helped Nashville get so far in that championship run. Yeah. Well, and I feel like Nashville's always been a team to be yeah. like they've always been a middle of the pack team. They have They've been hit or miss. Oh, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I think they definitely have one of the I think best personally, I think one of the loudest crowds like you, But the, the oh, without se- a doubt the loudest crowd in, the, in all of hockey. Like, the seventh man. That is definitely a goal of mine. To go watch a game at Bridgestone Arena, like maybe not wear our, our jerseys for the Wade team, the travel team, but like just to experience that, because like I, I feel oh, like yeah. they're like like not like Philadelphia. Well, if, if we like, don't go there to run our Penguins, I would I would rock a red jersey for sure. Oh, hell yeah, I definitely yeah. would. But that being said, I also went with Pecorine. But again, I got to give a shout out to the honorable mention Ryan Johansson. But he's he's getting older, but he's you know he's just he's played for so long. You got to give the man some love. How much dedication he's put into that team. I actually went to one of the men on his blue line, uh, Mr. Ryan Ellis. Well, there you okay. go. Uh, top, top parent defenseman. I actually was the opposite on that. I was with Roman Oshie. That's, okay. yep. that's who I picked, too. I picked okay. Roman Josie. He's... So, I mean, technically his defensive counterparts, so, I mean... Yeah. 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 Pretty much right. a lot on that blue line. All right. Um, let's do it with the Stars. <laughs> I have Jamie Ben from the okay. stars. Okay. There you go. And then I have Ben Bishop. I I also had Ben Bishop, and I had two honorable mentions: Jamie Ben and Colin's favorite player of all time, Corey Perry. Corey Perry's up in Montreal. <laughs> Corey Perry's with Montreal. He's in Montreal. He signed a one-year deal. All right. Well, I was wrong with that one then. So. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I also actually also went with uh, Big Ben. Big Ben. Uh, he's a favorite player down in Tampa. Obviously, sad to see him leave Tampa, but obviously he went with a great team with Dallas. So yeah, I also followed the train and went with the uh, Big Bishop. Yeah, I had to go with Big Ben. You know, mm-hmm. another just real top tier goaltender. And I think, well, depending on how he comes back from his knee injury, I think he has the potential to be. <clears throat> I would say, within the next probably four years. Five, four or five years, he'll be one, regarded as one of the best in the league. And even if he doesn't come back on top, at least they have a good goalie tandem and a good backup as in Antron Grudobin. Considering yeah. he he practically carried that team to the cup final last year. Yeah. They actually had some upsets, too. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Nashville in the 2017. They were kind of the they dark were the second wildcard team. They were the, the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Swept Chicago in the first round. The first seed Chicago in the first round. Uh, went on to beat. Uh, who did they beat in the second round? Uh, Winnipeg, then Anaheim. Then Anaheim in the conference finals, yeah. And then, of course, they then with Dallas, they knocked out Vegas to, to advance to the cup from Stanley Cup. First years for that. All right, well, let's go to the bottom feeders. And what better way to kick them off than when I go to Ethan first on this one? Ethan, kick off your Red Wings, man. 
Yeah, you know, shocker, my Red Wings are at the bottom seed, but what's new? (laughs) (laughs) So, for the Red Wings, I had to give some love to, actually, might surprise you, Tyler Bertuzzi. Okay. Yeah, I, I had I had to give some love to Tyler Bertuzzi. If now if he was still with the Wings, I would give it to Andre Andreas Athanasiu. But no, I had to give it to Bertuzzi. He's I had him as the honorable mention, but yeah, I think almost all of us have a similar favorite. He's well, he's gritty and he's but he's it's still not good enough to get them yeah. from the bottom of the pack. Yeah. Like they're, it's going to be a while before they're digging their way out of the bottom. Well, and you know what's funny? is Anytime I watch the Red Wings, I have it thinking in the back of my head is, what game is going to put them at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the pack? What, what, what week am I going to be put at the bottom of the pack? But, no. Colin, we'll reverse order on this one. All right, I got the, uh, the captain. Bill Narkin. I also have Bill Narkin. Myself included. All right. Well, that, uh, that was easy enough. That then, was pretty. And then I, but I had an honorable mention. I had Anthony Manta as an honorable mention. The A. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or no, he's not the A. No. Uh, it's uh, yeah, because right now it's uh, Dylan Larkin's the captain. Uh, you have Luke Lindenning and uh, Franz Nielsen yeah. as the two A's. Yeah. So I would have loved to have seen Mantha wear the A. That I would have. I would have traded Nielsen for Mantha. That's me personally. That's either him or Bertuzzi. <clears throat> Anthony Mantha. No, you have too many A's in your name already. There's just let's skip you. <laughs> no, um, but I definitely don't think that they could have picked a better captain than Dylan Larkin. Oh, for, uh, no. That's yeah. the best without, move. Without, that's without the question. That is the best move that they'll make all season. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, that's huge future of the franchise know what oh he's going to be the face of that franchise like with he's already he already is Mm -hmm. out of of current players he no no doubt you're a thousand percent right like he's just he's raw talent like it's unbelievable all right and for the best and probably the best division the beast of the east uh start off with the caps ethan i picked my boy ovi Alexander Ovechkin, because, I mean, the dude's a really respectable guy off the ice, but he is absolutely lethal he, with... Especially those, when he has those hard slap shots. Oh, those oh, one-time God. slaps are brutal. He's, again, one of those guys where you, you absolutely friggin' hate playing against him. But if you're with him, it's just it's it's a fun thing to watch. Just him, him go to work. So. Dude, he's... And at least... He's a somewhat decent. He's got somewhat decent sportsmanship about him too. Like if you ever watch him or hear any of like the mic'd up talks of like when he gets into a fight, you know he'll be like, "That was a good fight, good scrap." That was a regardless of win or lose. Like he's like, "All right, good fight, big man," and then he'll he'll go off and yell something off <laughs> off to the penalty box. Yeah. So. Um, I remember one one instance where it was, um, shortly after the Flyers founder passed away Ed, Ed Snyder I think was his yeah, name oh, I and, and he was you know him and Wayne Simmons yeah nice. going for a face off and they were like yo like, like, stop like, oh, these were, they, the fans were throwing the bracelets on the ice because they were down like three because Philly fans are amazing best fans in hockey yeah totally <laughs> man totally so uh, Bobo who's your favorite uh, I, have o- I have Oshie especially after that goal the other night against the Penguins oh <laughs> dude that was dirty that was so nasty unbelievable, unbelievable. It, it, it hurt that it happened to your team but you're like you gotta give 
credit. That goal was absolutely gorgeous. That was like the dirtiest angle of the season, I think. I, I'm saying top five goal candidate of the year. Oh yeah, easily, easily. easily. I had um, Nicholas Backstrom as Ooh, Nick Backstrom. I, I didn't write him, but I would definitely give him a close second behind my favorite. He doesn't also like, TG Oshie. He doesn't really. I mean, doesn't get. I mean, he's talked, but not like as much as like Ovi or Oshie. Like Ovi Oshie or Kuznetsov. Like they overshadow. Be, because or he, Tom he, Wilson. <laughs> or him. Because he he's the the number two there. Like he he sets up Ovi for for the scorers. Like they they don't talk. They always talk about the goal scorer. They don't always talk about. Know, who actually made the play? Who actually did the the work? Yeah. So then you could get the glory. So that's that's kind of sad for Backstrom, but I mean, he still should get more credit. Like I said, I also went with TG Oshie. I did as well. You know, back from Team USA days when they took silver in that, Canada. Honestly, watching that is what got me into hockey. Watching him in that shootout against what was it, Russia? Yeah, Russia. He he carried us to the win. That that's and, what made me fall in love with hockey. Was yeah. watching him do that. Yeah, he's he is a very top tier player. He is amazing. All right, uh, let's do Bastin. Bastin, I went again with Captain Captain Patty Bergeron. You know, I feel like after Zdeno Chara's exit from Boston, there nice was shocker. yeah, that was a huge shocker. Um, Everybody knew his contract was up. I I just assumed he was just gonna sign another year deal with. Boston, but no, he signed a year deal with Washington. Washington. No, um, I, at least for on the Boston side of things, I, I'm really glad that they gave him the C because he is a really great player and, uh, really quick on his skates. But he's definitely got that great leadership aspect about him. I would have, I would have picked either him or Dave Pasternak. I would I wouldn't have given it to Marchand, but that's just for the fact that I hate Brad Marchand with a burning passion. <laughs> I think anybody that's not a Boston fan hates Brad Marchand with a burning. Wait, passion. there's such thing as Boston fans. <laughs> Unfortunately. Watch that's just dropped our views real quick. <laughs> but I mean, we've only been racking on Boston for the last seven weeks, so yeah. it's all right. It's all right. But well, who do you got for Baston? I got the man between the pipes. I'm gonna go Tuca. Tuca. He's just like the other goaltenders I was talking about. He's just one of those lightning quick goaltenders, and that's why Boston's number two in the league. I would he go is th- keeping Boston afloat. I would go as far as saying like he, not under recognized, but <clears throat> definitely I think underappreciated mm-hmm. goaltenders in the league because you know when. People are talking NHL goaltenders. They're talking guys like Andre Vasilevsky, Carey Price. Well, unfortunately, Carey Price, not much Carey Price much. But uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Lehner. They're talking about those guys. It, very rarely do I hear people talk about Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a shame because he is a phenomenal goaltender. He is. And kind of going with Boba, I also chose Tuka Rask. And then as an honorable mention... Charlie McAvoy. Ooh, Charlie. I'm with Ethan this one. Patty Bergeron. Rask is definitely an honorable mention. He is stellar, but you got to go with the captain. Charlie. I, I did a third with uh, Patty Bergeron. So. Charlie McAvoy is doing really good for me in fantasy, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with the uh, one of the Keystone State teams, the Philadelphia Flyers, Ethan. Um, 
I went with, in my eyes, the obvious choice in Mr. Claude Giroux. You know, he's had really quite the legacy with the Flyers. Um, I don't even know how many years he's been with the Flyers. He's been with them a long... It's about 10 or so. It's at least 10. I think. I'd say it's at least 10 years. Yeah. So remember, but, he was on the cover of, what, thir- until 13? 13. Yeah, so yeah. he's been I, there for quite a while. And, again, it comes to just raw, gritty bare bones, not afraid to throw down if he needs to. Yeah. And he's just all, always been the only flyer that I've ever really appreciated was Claude Giroux. Well, what who do you got? I had the same. I have Claude Giroux. Giroux. I, had Claude. So I also want Claude Giroux. I am actually the only one who's different now. Mr. Oscar Lindblom. Okay. okay. Yeah. After coming back from cancer, you know, he's a he's a tough guy. So, I mean, okay, here we go. Um, give us a quick round. He has been with the uh, well, he's been the uh, 06 is when he got drafted, and, really? and 13 is when he became team captain. Team captain 13, okay. So he's been captain for what the last eight years, mm-hmm. and he's been with him. Um, 06. 06. Drafted in 06. Probably started playing shortly after 07. All right. All right. Let's go with the Isle Islanders. Um, I said the man between the pipes, uh, Semyon Bar Barlamov. Um. Again, I would say another very tragically underappreciated goaltender. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the dude really performs every night like... He's doing good for me for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, he's just he is top tier. I, I know I've said that a lot about, about a lot of the players we've talked about, but he really is a phenomenal goaltender. Bubba, who do you got for the Islanders? I have drawn a number league for the Islanders. Okay. okay. Oh. That's a good pick. I have, he's just, in my eyes, he's just, he's, to me, he seems like one of those, everybody looks at him as one of those mediocre idols. You have you know, top to bottoms, and a lot of people, they think he falls like right in that middle. Yeah. And it's, you know. Yeah. He's where, spoken about, but just not enough. Exactly. So he, it's not like he's not, he's never spoken mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I can agree with that. I actually went with Jordan Eberle as well. Hmm. I, th- I was expecting more people to be with me leaning towards uh, Matt Barzell. I, I was picking. I will mention to uh, Anthony Bolivier as well. I was gonna pick Matt Barzell for a simple fact that again fantasy, but um, <laughs> no, I had to give give some love to the tender man. He is he's really an amazing goaltender. And I gotta join the crowd with uh, Mr. Eberly. So oh, wow. really? Jordan, I wasn't really expecting three of you guys to go with Jordan Eberly. I was expecting to be the only one with everybody. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go down to the Steel City. Pittsburgh Penguins. I went with Gino Evgeny Malkin. Okay. I mean, and yeah, he's slowing down nowadays, but the dude just always—he always delivers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a phenomenal puck handler. Right. Oh, yeah. really a gritty player, but. Uh, Get, get him pissed off when he goes. Oh, yeah. that's, they that's, don't call. That, oh, they don't call. Run, oh. They don't call him the Russian bear for I, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I love about Gino, he's always there with the assist, no matter. Oh, absolutely. Who it is, he's the he, person that, as long as he feeds the puck, that's like a, you know, you know, it's going to be a good shot or a goal. As long as he's feeding you, it's going to be a good shot or a good goal. Yeah, that as when long it comes, he doesn't turn it over. When, <laughs> which he's been when a lot of this season. I will admit, though. 
when it comes to calculating shots and doing one-time shots, the man's a freaking genius with uh-huh. it. Like, he is otherworldly. When G- Gionis, Gino, genius. Never. <laughs> 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 Before you saw what Ethan was doing right <laughs> You know, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it pass. Hey, you, you but I a, hate you for it. You have a handprint on your forehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Bobo, who do you got for the Pittsburgh Penguins? I have Gensel as my... Uh, Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Sorry, I couldn't think of it. But I have Rusty as my number one. Okay. I went with Rusty because I just, I've always loved, ever since we drafted Rusty, I've always loved Rusty. And as you can say now, he's been with the Penguins for, I think, seven years. The rest has started. Since the, he made his debut, yeah, I think it's been about seven years. You so can now say he, the he, rest is out of him now. He was brought up shortly after Mike Sullivan was named coached in 16. So. He, he also played a handful of games back in, like, the 14, 15, Not sure that was thinking. I think he was no. like number. He was like he was like seventy three. He was a completely random number out mm-hmm. there. He played very a very few amount of games, but he did. You know what? Let's use Google because I can. Uh, why does that, Je- Jeffy? Why didn't you? Uh... Um, my honorable mentions were um, Gino and Jake and Bake, Jake Gensel, and then of course, obviously, it's got to be the captain, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, you, you got to go um, also with you. You have to go with the captain, Sidney Crosby. You also had Jake as a. That man is almost poetic on ice to watch him, you know, and it was funny because like I've watched the Penguins on TV for years now. Um, It's completely watching him on TV compared to watching him on the ice is like it's completely different. Like watching him play live really makes you appreciate how, as I said, he's almost. He almost dances on the ice. Like, it's almost poetic how he moves on the ice and how he moves the puck and how he can put it right in the back of the net. So, Going I, back to um, Brian Russ. Sorry to cut you off there. You're good, bud. But he was drafted in 2010 in the third round, made his debut in the 13-14 season. So, so yeah, he's yeah. been with Pens for a while now. That's what I guess. I thought it was the 14-15. I was off by a year. I got to change it up. I got to go with my boy, Johnny Boy Marino. Um, All right, yeah. Uh, John, uh, a couple months older than you know some of us here in in studio. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely a, a bright future here. Hopefully, here in Pittsburgh. I mean, obviously he was drafted by Edmonton, but was he really? Yeah, he was drafted by Edmonton. He came over as part of the uh, Justin Schultz trade back in sixteen. Oh, but um, I was in sophomore year in, in Pittsburgh, so uh, yeah. This, just definitely a good defenseman and uh, a potential no, uh, number one pairing. Hopefully with Marcus uh, Marcus Pedersen, who will will stay with us for for the long haul. Um, Dude, him sure. and Marcus Pedersen would be pretty awesome. They they have been a, a solid pairing, a, se- a solid second pairing. You know, but having him having yeah, him as yeah, a first yeah. pairing though, that's what well, with, with all the injuries. But not yeah. uh, uh, any like assuming that like the yeah. whole lineup's healthy. He, him, and Pedersen would be the second pairing behind Dumo and Tanger. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go with the uh, the blue coats of New York uh, at Madison Square Garden. Ethan. For the Rangers, I I would go as far as saying like he is probably one of my favorite players in the league right now. I would say, honestly, I would give him top three players in the league right now in Mika Zibanejad. Hmm. You know, he is. 
someone who I've always, as I said, I don't really deal with offensive players and stuff like that, but he is lightning quick on his skates. And, again, not really talked about and kind of underappreciated in my eyes, but the dude is an absolute powerhouse of a winger. And I just, I really, I would say, as I said, top three player, top three favorite current player now, by far. Mm -hmm. Who do you got? I have Artemi Panarin. I also had Artemi I, Panarin. I also had Artemi Panarin. I got uh, Igor Shosturkin. Okay, I mean the new guy. So. Igor Shosturkin. That's a fun name. That, yeah, definitely uh, a lot to uh, lot to care with. Uh, King Henrik leaving yeah. leaving New York. So. Yeah. If Lundqvist was still with, I would have went with Lundqvist. I would yeah, have. I I think a lot of us would have yeah. probably <laughs> went with Lundqvist because I mean, again, they don't call him the king for yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> The king of New York. Uh, speaking of new teams, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Ethan? Um, I know they named uh, Nico Heischer as their new youngest captain, but I actually went with Kyle Palmieri. Um, nothing against Nico Heischer, but he's still really young. He's still got a lot of ground to cover in his career. Now that he has that seat. Now that he has that we'll seat. finally see him take some leadership. I think he's definitely, at least within the next couple of seasons he'll be probably like the dark horse captain i see him definitely being the dark horse captain mm. but if it's having a young captain like that i think is what the devils needed yeah but uh no kyle palmieri is well to be honest with you one of the only devils that i really know and i've really <laughs> followed for a while they don't have a very memorable team besides pk nothing yeah. more, really. more more players to kind of come and go you, you look at you know tanner hall he's only spent a season and a half with you know new jersey before going to the desert i mean they don't really have much, yeah, much to go but no kyle palmieri has always been i respect that but what do you got awesome i'm gonna go pk I also want PK too, I actually went with the uh, captain, Nico. Definitely has Nico Heischer? Yeah, a lot of potential, especially now that he has a C, so. I think it's a big move. It's going to be fun to see how he can, no, it's going to take over leader, more leadership. Who knows, maybe this might be the, maybe them pinning the C on Nico Heischer, him being so young, because he's only, what, 22, 23? He, he's young. Kind of keep him the kick in the ass that he needs well, to step it up. This now might, this might even be that big push of the whole Devils franchise needs. Well, not only that, but and here's something that you can think about. Maybe later on down the road, this will be the blueprint for how the league will be. Because you know, they're putting these players who have you know six, seven, eight seasons in with these teams. They're putting the C on them. I think, and this is, again, my personal opinion, you guys can agree or disagree with me, I think they should start putting the C on some of the younger guys. Because there's, especially down in the AHL and the OHL and the CHL, you know, there's a lot of really, really young talent mm -hmm. in those teams. I mean, two mentions from our own Erie Otters in Jamie Drysdale and Max Golod. And Chad Yetman as well. But, like, I, depending on how stuff goes with Anaheim, with Jamie Drysdale, I see him possibly wearing a C for them. At least an A for them, for Anaheim. 
I can see it being a few years, but well, yeah, I'm definitely saying in the future. Definitely in the future. But I think that maybe them, maybe some of the other teams in the league will look at a younger captain. I would say they did. The, Edmonton did this with McDavid in his second year after Hall left. He became the captain. In yeah, second, he was. Year. You, you gotta wonder like what these teams will look like a couple years down the road. You know, with these younger captains. You know, just with Detroit, New Jersey, Edmonton, and even uh, just Vancouver did it last year, naming Bill Horvat somebody else are pretty young. Yeah, versus you know some of these teams that are naming you know older players, like captains. Like Bergeron. Anze Kopitar out in LA, like how how much of a difference it'll make a couple years under their belts versus you know two or three years into into their NHL careers. So, all right, well, Ethan, let's finish it up with Buffalo. I went with the Bish Buffalo Saber and Jack Eichel. No, um, I actually. And I, I had a little bit more sarcasm to that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually. Uh, have a little bit of a soft spot for my player for him. I picked Riley Sheehan. Oh, yeah. um, I totally forgot he signed a, a contract with Buffalo yep. this offseason. Yep. Yeah, I had to pick Riley Sheehan again, former Red Wing. Um, he was one of the sh- back when Larkin was still coming up, I'd say he was like one of the shining lights for Detroit. Yeah. Him, and Lark- him and Larkin worked really, really well together. Um, so... I've always liked Riley Sheehan, too. I, as I said, I have a bit of a soft spot for him. Not because he's a former Red Wing. Not only because he's a former Red Wing, but he's always been a very, very competitive and a very solid player all around. And not really prone to injury all that much. I think he only had two big injuries when he was with Detroit. Yeah. Two or three big injuries when he was with them. So. What about who do you got? I want Taylor Hall. I also went with Taylor Hall. Oh, I've always third of that at Taylor Hall. I've also enjoyed just just watching, just watching. watching. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of that man since he was with Edmonton. Like mm-hmm. Taylor Hall's great. He was one of the only good things out of Edmonton when they were struggling. Yeah. Taylor Hall almost kind of reminds me of like a Brian Rust. He's one of those players that he's not afraid to go after the puck. He's not afraid to drop his shoulder and level you. But at the same time, he's very wise and he's very smart on the ice. Oh yeah. Um, I went a different route, route. one with the uh, oldest of the four Stahl brothers, Eric Stahl, uh, brought in as kind of like a leadership guy into that very, very young and inexperienced Buffalo group. Who was uh, he with before Buffalo? Was he? Was uh, he he went from okay. Car- yeah, he went from Carolina to Minnesota, oh. and now he's in Buffalo. I thought I he was thought, with Carolina. Yeah, he, I thought he, he went to Minnesota. He, I think he spent like a year out of Minnesota mm-hmm. before he went. Couple, I think it was two or three years. So he, he'd wait, he spent some, yeah. did, spent some I, time in, Bu- in uh, Minnesota before coming to Buffalo. Minnesota. Minnesota. So both Stahl brothers played together at one point. Yeah, on Carolina, well, right? three, three of the four. Two of the four. Yeah. Three of the four. Because, well, Jared played a couple of games in I Carolina, Jared, yeah. but he, he spent most of his time in the minors because he didn't live up to the expectations of his of his three older brothers. So. Oh. I kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I, again, he spent most of his time in minors. It's like... Not nothing really to take home yeah, about. Yeah, Eric Firewall. Jordan and Jared all playing on Carolina with Mark Stahl playing in uh, the Detroit, the Rangers. The, uh, yeah, Mark the Rangers. Stahl with the Rangers. Eddie said the time when the, the three of them played together. Obviously, Mark going out to Detroit now, and mm-hmm. Eric going to his two teams. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, that's it for week seven of the Buck- Buckley Pusters uh, podcast. 
If you aren't following us on social media, what in the fuck are you doing? All right, see you guys. Yeah. Woo!